um, I don't think there's anything we have to talk about today. I mean, um, there's nothing that's happened. I mean, we're recording this on a Saturday on um, well, now we are November about, the 7th. I we mean, are about two hours later, normal, because we usually have a... We try to stay on somewhat of a schedule. Right, yeah, we try, try to... Try to start around 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's about 9 on a Saturday night. I mean, yeah. you know, we've just been kind of chilling today. Yeah, I mean, we... Oh, by the way, you have reached the Shays Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I know is... that's not my line, is it? Everybody's like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's you've backwards. Reached, you've reached Cricket. And this is Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my god. But it gosh, has been what? a busy day. Uh, it has been, yeah. Opening day of deer season here opening in day. the great mm-hmm. state of Texas. And so we... Uh, but... Uh, Got two near two near deer stands that we went to go put out today. We, okay, you're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to stop. You're you're gonna have to stop. We what? I can't do this. No no no, just hang on. You, we'll get to it. I promise. But uh, you know, our intention was going out there and getting them set up and getting the feeders refilled and getting out in the stands this afternoon. And that first stand we put together took a long time. Took us two and a half hours. Three hours to put, to put the, together. <laughs> we had a couple little hiccups here and there. Uh, we put some things on backwards. backwards. Yeah, but once we got that one done, we, went, we did the other one. Man, we were like blowing through that. Thing. Like forty-five minutes is all that, that took. Yeah, to put that together. So we did the second one in about two hours quicker than we did the first one. Yeah, still was... didn't get them done in time, but that's no. okay. But everything's set up and ready to go. I do plan on being back out there next weekend somehow, some way, to see if I can get some meat to bring home to put in the freezer. Yeah. Ask me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? I'm drinking pink champagne. Champagne? Why would you drink champagne? You never drink champagne. I never drink champagne. I mean, we drink beer in this household. We drink sweet tea like it's going out of style. We do. We do drink a lot of water. We drink drink some wine. And I've got some Dos Equis in front of me, but I'm going to have to get up and get me a glass of water first. Well, if you would get me a little more champagne, I would definitely appreciate that. I can do that while I'm getting up. All right, so you're getting up. You're getting the champagne. Um, it's just crazy that I'm actually drinking this champagne because it's, you know, it's just not something we normally drink in this house. It's just like our kid asked us today, why do you have champagne? Yeah, the kid was asking us, why do we have champagne? I mean, You it's only just... drink champagne when there's something to celebrate. I can't think of a single thing to celebrate today. Can you think of a single thing to celebrate? You know what? Know. You, screw it. <gasps> why, why are we celebrating? We're celebrating the fact that that orange nightmare is finally... Well, he's not out of the White House yet. We have a pre- a new president-elect. And now, actually, we're going to talk about him first. Okay, hang on a second. And so that's Mr. Joe Biden. We were on our way to the le- deer lease this morning at about 11 o'clock. And my phone dings. A Facebook message had just come through from a group that I'm in. And I just grabbed my phone, just thinking, oh, okay, it was, it was nothing. I just basically was clearing the, the notification. Because we've been going through this election crap since Tuesday. I haven't had a good night's sleep in a month. I keep waking up, checking Twitter furiously in the morning, seeing if we can finally get this out of the way, right? So my phone dings. I grab it. I just glance at it. And the notification was... Holy shit, they just called Pennsylvania. Yep. At 11 o'clock this morning, they called Pennsylvania for Joe freaking Biden, which put him at 273 electoral votes. And how many does he need to win? 270. How many? 270. (laughs) I was driving about 90 miles an hour. I had to slow down. I had to yeah, she was scaring me. Oh, was, she oh. was driving fast and white girl dancing while she was driving. Oh, I was fearing gosh. for my life. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. This It was like after four years of having a weight on my chest, I could breathe again. Yeah. I could breathe again. I, I, I've tried not to go too deeply on this podcast into how much having Trump in office has affected me mentally and physically over the last four years, I could breathe. I and could. just as big as news, actually, I think this is it's bigger. Bigger news. Bigger news, bigger. in my personal opinion. And if you don't agree, that's fine. Um, Hit us up on Twitter and let us know if you agree. But 
we have our first female vice president elect. Yes. And Miss Kamala. Kamala. Like a comma? Law. Kamala. Kamala Harris. And here in January. January the 20th. She will assume the highest position a female has ever had in the history of this country. She's broken so many glass ceilings. Female. Black. um, Jamaican. Asian. She has done so many things that nobody before her has done. Now, I'm not going to get into the problems that I have with her record and the problems I have with Joe Biden's record. Right now, I'm just reveling in the fact that we have a new president-elect. Yep. And we don't, and I don't have to worry every single day about this country sliding further and further into fascism. Because that's been a big deal for me over the last four years. Yeah. Because we've slid further and further and further toward fascism. And listening to Joe Biden speak tonight. Oh, I've had, you know, I had a buddy of mine, he, even he messaged me, and I, and I completely agree. I'm going to actually open up this message, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, this was after their speech. Yes. Because uh, Joe and Kamala spoke tonight. Right. But my friend sent me a message, said, after this was over, he said, now, that is how an American president is supposed to sound. Yes. The speech was not about, <coughs> excuse me, the speech was not about, I won, you lost. I am now the president, screw all you people that voted, that didn't vote for me. Like we've heard over the last four years. Mm-hmm. How many times has Trump come out and said, when people were disagreeing with him, I don't care, I'm the president, and you're not. He said that in those words more than once. Or okay. that, and if I lose this state, I'm never coming back here. Yeah, that was... That right there, we could we could spend an entire podcast on how he gaslights and behaves like an abusive spouse. We could spend an entire hour on that, but we're not going to do it. But threatening stuff like that is what an abusive spouse does. And, and, and it kind of makes you wonder <laughs> with that, too, because how many times have you seen video of, like, Trump and his wife walking somewhere and him reaching for her hand? And she pulls away from him. Mm-hmm. And the last time he did it, um, at the last debate that they had, he reached for her hand and she yanked it away. And he, like, popped her. I, I watched that. I don't think he really popped her. He I mean, just, it was, it was, but he was, yeah. letting her, he was letting her know he was displeased by the fact that she did it. Maybe. And, I think that's kind of up for debate, too. But I'm not... Because I watched it, and I, and I watched it with the intention of what I was looking for because of what you told me. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it... Really didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I saw what you were talking about. Yeah. But to me, it, that, it didn't look like that. Let, let me just put it this way. If it came out that to he me, smacked her around, it, I would not be surprised. It made it look like to me. I'm not, let's not make accusations like that. It made it look like to me that he tried more or less. He wasn't like showing his displeasure. Mm-hmm. I think to me what it looked like is that he was trying to play it off. Maybe. Like he was yeah. reaching. Because he reached right for the small of her back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of but times he, when you're he, walking he, like, with a woman like and you put your hand on her, you don't put your hand up on her shoulder. Yeah. You put your hand on the small of her back. That's but he just didn't what it like is. rest it there. Like but he was but he reaching like, for it, but it looks like, like he was doing that kind of in a quick motion. Yeah. Like he was trying to play it off, maybe thinking, well, maybe I can make it look like that's what I was reaching for the whole time. Yeah. You know, that's what it looked okay. like to me. Yeah, that, and that's fine. I will accept that. I will accept. There's no. But there are several other videos where you saw her pulling away. Yeah, like physically pulling away. And then during this speech tonight. Hearing the way Biden was talking about his wife, oh, and then when she came out there, I mean, oh. that was that was a very touching moment for me. Um, we're gonna have to get on YouTube or whatever or something because we were traveling back and we didn't make it in time. Because from what I understand, Kamala, Kamala. gave a speech before Joe. Yes, yeah, she was the warm up, and so. I want to try to find that so we can watch that. I'd like to see it. Um, Saw most of Joe's. And (laughs) the funny thing, though, was like, and in case you missed it, it it was funny because during this speech, when he was up there, as he was getting down and they were celebrating, 
and they shot off the uh, not the it fireworks. Shot, no, it was the confetti. The confetti, the confetti gun went. And off. he kind of it, it looked like it startled him. <laughs> and in my he mind, like, he was like, it's almost like he's thinking, "Crap, they're shooting at me already." <laughs> That's kind of what it looked but like. But he, he he it generally surprised him. Then he was like, "Oh, look!" And then the the drones? drones. Those were drones. Yeah, yeah, they had drones up there, and they spelled out Biden, and then uh, they they president did the elect, president Harris. elect, and then they then they they did uh, the country in red, white, and blue, yeah. and they had the the colors flashing red, white, and blue, and all of this was in front of fireworks that were constantly going off. Yeah. and then but I like what he fin- said too. Well, that's what I that's what I was saying earlier. It wasn't about I won, you lose. He was like, I don't care if you're. LGBT. I don't care if you're black or white. This you are all Americans, and we're. I'm going to work for my best for everybody. Yeah. It, his his speech was not about winning and losing, winners and losers. Oh, screw you if you didn't vote for for me or anything like that. He said, "Look, if you voted for me, if you didn't vote for me, I don't care. I'm still the president. I'm going to. Be I'm the going to work for, for you, you because I am here not to lord over you." I am here to help you. I am here to help the country. I'm here to guide the country. And I, I hope it works out that way because that's kind of what you hear every president. Uh, of course, say. of course. But but after four years of hearing "screw you" if you didn't support me, yeah. it's kind of a refreshing breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know, and that that it it just it, we've been popping champagne all night. I mean. And then whenever uh, the the drone spelled out Harris's name and the camera <laughs> cut to Harris. And she was, and she, was and she was knelt down talking to her daughter. Yeah. And pointing up, and you could almost tell she was saying, "Look, that's mommy." <laughs> <laughs> it was so. That cool. was awesome. Yeah. It really was. That was a great deal. It, it was cool. Um, and and you could see Biden up on stage, and he was talking to the little kids that were up front, yeah. in the front row, and he was waving to everybody, and you know, oh oh, and something we got to mention too. I mentioned this to Vaughn earlier. Um, you know, we haven't had a, a White House pet in four years. Oh, and yeah. That, that's kind of a tradition. You know, every, uh, you know, like um, uh, when Obama got in office, he didn't already have a dog because, you know, he'd been doing other stuff, I suppose. But they got a dog while they were in the White House. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. You, you get a White House dog. Um, you get some, some presidents have had cats. Um, I think it was uh, Truman that had, his daughter had a pony that they used to trot through the White House. You know, um, but every president has had a pet, and Donald Trump, Donald Trump is the first one that has never. Was had it a cat. Kennedy or Roosevelt that had a cat? Uh, Roosevelt, I, th- I think. Don't get me lying. I'd have to look that up. Don't get me lying. But uh, but anyway, uh, so we haven't had a, a White House dog. Um, forgive my being petty, but to me, I think that's because dogs probably never stop barking around Donald Trump, and he hates that because they don't like that. But um, but anyway, that's just me being petty. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Joe Biden and uh, Jill Biden have a rescue dog, a German Shepherd. A beautiful German Shepherd. A beautiful Shepherd. German Shepherd. And, and forgive me the, the clicking on my computer here. I'm going to look up his name. Um, but they did get him from um, a shelter. And he's a, a sweet dog. Um, let me see. His name is Major. Major. His name is Major. And, uh, yeah, he is going to be the first rescue dog in the White House. And uh, another instance of me being a little petty, I was getting some immense joy out of this um, speech that was given by Biden. Because when it was over, they started playing music. Mm -hmm. All of the music that was being played were from artists that had sent Donald Trump cease and desist orders about using their music. Coldplay, Tom Petty, um, <laughs> you know. So, okay, I didn't know about this. So, you're telling me, like, in the past he had used their music for something? At campaign rallies. You know, they play music, kind of like uh-huh. when wrestlers come down. You know, they have, like, theme their music Their entrance and stuff. music. Yeah, their entrance music. So, Trump would pay, play music. Like, he played Fortunate Son a couple of times. He played some music by Coldplay. He played some Elton John, when he, you know, when he came out. Well, all of these artists are like, we don't want to be associated with you. Stop using our music and would send him cease and desist orders, which he would just, you know, he would ignore. But all of the music that was played tonight at Biden's rally was freely given to him by these artists. <laughs> he said, please play our music. <laughs> and, you know, and what cracks me up about Trump using the, the, uh, the song Fortunate Son is because um, 
you know, Trump um, used medical excuses and other deferments um, to get out of going to Vietnam. Um, he was deferred five different times and was never sent. Uh, basically, his dad paid for him not to go. You're um, Is there proof of that? He was deferred for having bone spurs, which have never affected any other part of his life. Okay. Okay. It would appear as though his daddy's okay. money got him out of so we're, Vietnam. We're not going to make assumptions okay. on this podcast. It would appear as though. We're not going to be that okay. kind of, we're not going to be the conspiracy theories and <laughs> like all these other yahoos all over that, Facebook That's right true. Now. Let's, let's, look, let's go with what we know. Go with what you know. And what we can prove. you 100% sure, you say, hey, I think this may be what happened. I'm not sure. Look this up on your own. Yeah. But don't just well, say something unless what, you're 100% sure. What I can tell you is that it appears as though Donald Trump's money, her dad's money, got him out of Vietnam. Because he was given deferments for things that would have sent other people to the war. That's good anyway. He probably would have shot himself in the foot. He probably would have shot somebody, one of his own men in the back. But that's that's another story. Anyway, so he never went to Vietnam. The song Fortunate Son is about all of the poor kids who had to go to Vietnam because the rich kids didn't have to go. So it's super ironic that he would play this song at his campaign rallies because it's about him and about how he never had to go. Wow. And the, the whole song is talking crap about these kids that didn't have to go to Vietnam. He's just, he, he's going off the da-na-na, da-na-na. You know, he just likes the music and has never listened to the lyrics or anything else, which is just hilarious to me. But anyway. That's one thing I think if I could go back in time, I probably would have joined the military. I could see you. I could see you. I think I would have loved it. I think you'd been a good Marine. You'd have been a good Marine. I think I would have absolutely loved it. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to stand you. You'd have been a cocky son of a bitch. Not me. We never would have met if you'd have gone to the Marines. I know. But we never would have met if you'd have done what you were originally going to do. That's true. That's okay. You know, you never miss the things you never had. That's right. So. Look, I don't miss our third kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's weird that you would because say that. Because we don't have a third kid. Did, okay, did you hit your... Okay, you're on there. Okay, so that's weird that you would say you don't miss our third kid because I've had dreams that we've had a third kid. Like, vivid. Like, weird, vivid dreams that we have a third kid that is about three years younger than our youngest. Hmm. I mean, like, vi- like, I, like I can see the kids... Fa- I can visualize the kids' face. It's a little boy. And, and he's about three years younger than our youngest. Isn't that weird? Very weird. And I'm sorry, I keep giving a thing. That's a dream that my buddy said online he had. What was it? I told you, he said he, he had a dream that he was a truck muffler. Oh, a truck muffler? He said, yeah, I woke up the next morning. Man, I was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> That's as bad I just flew in, as bad as I just flew in, and man, are my arms, arms tired. Right. <laughs> So, um, um, I am tired of talking about hang the Hang on one thing. Oh, one, one thing about I'm the I'm going to say something about my, uh, what? About my flag troll. I want to get to that. Okay. One thing about the election, and then we can talk about your flag troll. All right. Don't forget. Um, so right now we have a sitting president, and we have a president elect, and a, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, a a president-elect and a a vice president-elect that are going to be sworn in on uh, January the 20th. Um, There are a few things that are in the way of that. Uh, Trump is mounting legal challenges in all the states that he lost. Um, He's saying that there's widespread evidence of fraud. Yeah, because there's only fraud in the states he lost. Only fraud in the states he lost. Um, He's saying he got the most votes of anybody, and so he should be the winner. Uh, because the other votes that caused Joe to go above him were all fraudulent. Uh, which is the same thing he said uh, when Hillary won the popular vote. He said that those three million votes were all fraudulent and that he won everything. He, he just he just says this stuff. Um, well, he said, how many times have you heard him say, we were, we're just winning so much that all of y'all are just going to be tired and exhausted from all of the winning. Yeah. And uh, so... 
He's lo- right well, now. He's got time to rest from all his winning now. Right, he's got time to rest from all the winning. He, he's he's, he's going to be so tired from the winning. Um, but he uh, right now, uh, Biden is ahead by over four million votes in the popular vote, mm-hmm. and he's ahead in the electoral college. Well, the only way that Trump can win at this point is if he gets some court to throw out the results from seven states yeah, and declares him the winner in all seven of those states. At that point, he can mathematically win. But without five out of the seven states, he can't win, even if he gets all of that thrown out. Okay? So it is highly, highly unlikely that unless he can prove widespread voter fraud in all seven of those states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. He's going to have to prove widespread fraud in all seven of those states for a judge to allow this to get to the Supreme Court. If he continues to be thrown out of court for lack of evidence, which is what has been happening, there is nothing to appeal to the Supreme Court Therefore, it will never get to the Supreme Court, which means he still loses. But he has to get five out of the seven states to mathematically be able to get it. And it is highly unlikely that a judge is going to hear a case about fraud in one state when that one state will not sway the election. Mm -hmm. So it's unlikely that unless he can prove it in all seven states that it's going to go anywhere. And Ronna McDaniel, who is the chair of the RNC, I think. I can't remember what she chairs. She chairs something. Um, But she has been coming out there saying that we just need to give them time to come up with the instances of widespread fraud. Yeah. They don't have it right now, but they will. We just need to give them time. And they've also been saying that uh, people were not allowed into the polling locations. Their people were not allowed into the polling locations which to count the votes. Which is wrong, because they were incorrect. in there. They were they in were there. They were trying to get extra people in there. Yes. And they're only allowed a certain amount. Exactly. In Pennsylvania, the judge said you can have seventy from, uh, uh, 60, 60 from each side. So there were 120 people, Democrats and Republicans, watching over the count. The Republicans kept trying to send in more than sixty people, so they were turned away. Which and that's is why what they, they got on video of but being just like that away. guy's like, Oh, I've got a cert get out. He's like, I've got a certif I'm a certified poll watcher, I have a right to be here and they're like, No, you don't and what you don't hear on the video is them telling him, We already have all the people in here. And uh what But they didn't want you to see that part uh, of the video. Pam Bondi uh, who, who's working for the president, was sitting there saying, I wasn't being allowed into these locations. They've got video of her walking into the locations. I mean, she was allowed in and out all she wanted. Um, the one court case that Trump has won was about how close his people could stand to the ballot counters. Instead of 10 feet, now they can stand 6 feet from the ballot counters. And he's like, oh, we want a big court case. Yeah, you won 4 feet. That's not, that's not significant. Um, there was, um, what, what were some of the other things that they were saying about, um, about the widespread fraud? Um, uh, they were changing votes. They were changing votes and no, they were not changing votes. Because they had this video of these people, this guy, this lady sitting there filling out a voting thing. Yeah. There's a guy right next to it, right across from him. And they, he, there are transferring information on a damaged ballot. Yeah, so what it, was, it was a smudged ballot, or it was something that just that couldn't a, be and read. And they know there's a camera right above them. Yeah, they're not doing anything wrong. They're doing something according to state law. And what cracks me up and is that... Watermark gate? What, yeah, the watermark. Oh, my gates. gosh. You need to look up some of this stuff, like the, the water... Watch the waters. Look up the watch the waters BS, because they're trying so to say funny. they're trying to set up the Democrats for catching them in a fraudulent thing by putting watermarks on the ballots. Right. Well, and that Trump, the federal, knew about this all the, the Trump was doing this and his people. Well, the thing is, every single county could have a different ballot. Because this is not federally mandated. All this stuff is state mandated. Federal government has nothing to do with the ballots. Exactly. 
And so I don't know how many counties there are in our country. <laughs> a lot. But they would have to have infiltrated every single one of them. Yeah. And, and you know, an, another thing that they would have had to do is coordinate 75 million people individually. And I don't know if you've ever worked on a group project with people. Ah, that's not happening. That's, no, that is not happening. Um, what, what are some of the other things that, w that we heard um, ab about the irregularities with the ballots? Um, well, like even the, the their, more of the Republican side news station, Fox News. Yeah. There was a guy on there that I, li I was listening to last night. Chris Wallace. That he was saying that uh, they keep saying that there's these fraudulent, fraud, irregu ir irregularities. That word and some <laughs> other stuff going on, but they haven't come up with any proof of it. Yeah. They can't prove anything. And right now, oh, oh I, I remember the, the other thing that they were talking about too, ballots that came in after 8 p.m. on election night were not allowed to be counted along with the other ballots. And this is in Pennsylvania only. Mm -hmm. Okay. And everybody's talking about how that's going to sway the election. If they refu if they throw out these ballots that were received after 8 p.m. on Tuesday, that'll sway the election. You know how many how many ballots that was? 500. 500 ballots that could potentially not be counted. Because everything else had been received before. And in Pennsylvania, the reason it took so long to figure out who this state went for is because so many people voted by mail. And the Republican-led legislature in Pennsylvania refused to allow the votes by mail to be counted before the election day. They right. had to start counting at 7 a.m. Tuesday. Okay? That's a lot of votes. Because everybody freaking voted by mail this time around. Well, no, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody, and that's hilarious. A lot of people did. <laughs> but a lot of people voted by mail because we're in the middle of a pandemic, and that's what you do. You try to, you know, you do other ways of voting by mail. You know, you vote by mail, you, you, uh, absent, whatever, instead of voting in person. But they, in Pennsylvania, could not count these ballots until after 7 a.m. Tuesday morning. Right. They didn't arrive after 8 p.m. They were already there. They just couldn't count them yet. So what happened was the first... But they could arrive because their state laws there says they can... Re they, as long as they were postmarked, they could be received up to three days after the election day. Yes, but they're trying to go to the Supreme Court to throw that part of it out. They're trying to get rid of those ballots that arrived after Tuesday. But that's not very many ballots. Okay. But they're only what doing that because they lost the state. I know. What happened was, in, in Pennsylvania, was the priority votes were the in-person votes and the in-person ballots. That's what got counted first. An overwhelming majority of people who supported Trump voted in person. And that's because he told them not to and vote by And that's because he told them to vote in person because the coronavirus is a big scam. Right? So he told his people, go vote in person. The and then he's surprised that all these mail-in votes weren't for him. Yeah, the Democrats have been telling their people for years, because of the, or at least this year, vote by mail. It's safer. It's safer because we don't want you to get the coronavirus. We don't want you to spread this around and have these super spreader events on election day. Okay? So mail your ballot in. So, of course... The prior, it's going to look like Pennsylvania went for Trump early because that's the votes that were being counted were all of his people. And of course it's going to look like these votes came in later because the state flipped. But that's not the case. They didn't come in later. They were already there. They just couldn't count them. Right. So it's not fraud. It's not anything that they're trying to hide. It's not anything hinky. It's just the way that the Republican-led legislature set up the law because they wanted the ability to point at the state and say, look, Trump won it early. We should stop there. Yeah. That And they wanted the optics of the, the Democrat votes coming in late because they knew it would sow discord and mistrust. Yeah. And that's what they wanted. 
Well, I, I'm just, I bet you, I can tell you who is really happy that they finally called PA. Who? And it was obvious. Who? How much funny and different memes and different things have you seen about how Nevada was counting? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and everybody was saying, you know, Nevada, they, they just didn't want to be the ones to go, okay, our state is for him. So, Biden's going to win because of our state. Yeah. All this slowness that they were doing. <laughs> it was damn near immediate after they called Pennsylvania. That they called Nevada. It wasn't much longer. Nevada's like, oh, thank you, PA. You guys are you're our heroes. Yeah, okay, our, our votes are done. <laughs> We've been done for three days, but damn, we didn't want to say shit. <laughs> One of my favorite memes was that Kanye West won Nevada, and they were too embarrassed to say it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was not long after PA come out, come through in the clutch, and uh, and then right after that is when Nevada was announced. <laughs> now, we got to talk about Georgia. Oh, my goodness. We got to talk about Georgia because that is a traditionally very red state. Extremely red. All the Southeast is. All the Southeast is extremely red. Okay? Texas was in play for a few hours. That was nuts. That was tripping me out on that website I was looking at. was showing all the states and everything. And the dark red was Trump. The dark blue was Biden. Light blue, Trump. Uh, Biden was in the lead. Light or pink. Yeah. Pink Trump, Trump was, was in the lead. lead. And then Texas. And I was sitting there watching it kind of move from right to left across yeah. the state, across the United States. And I was at work. And I remember I was stopped, just to get out and do something. I checked, looked, glanced over at my phone. I like they had a heart attack because Texas was light blue. Yeah, Texas was blue. I was like, nah, there's no way. It was insane. I was like, oh my now, god. Now, granted, you know, Trump did win. Of course, in Texas, we all knew that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen, but he didn't win by that much. Six hundred thousand votes out of eleven million. Yeah, that's not. He in Texas, won. that's not a big win. In Texas, that is not a big win. He should have won by a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but but Georgia, we got to talk about Georgia because traditionally Georgia is a very red state, um, and it stayed red. It wasn't super red, but it was red for most of the count. And then all of a sudden, on was it Thursday, Thursday or Friday? All of a sudden, blue. Yeah, because they started counting the, the all the uh, ballots that were around Atlanta. They started counting the ballots that were around Atlanta. And it's funny because you see these people, I've seen it on Facebook so many times, these people post these pictures of the United States on there and all the counties and everything. And they're like, you're going to tell me that this country wants Biden? Look at all this red. And then the best one, best response I've seen to it is somebody posted a, another map, pretty much overlay it, and almost the blue almost matches perfectly with population densities. Yeah, because nobody lives in the red areas. Yeah, like very few people live out in rural areas. There's I there's mean, miles between people, but like you can cities, see, like I'm looking at Georgia right now. The whole state is pink. Right. Except for Savannah, Augusta, Athens, Macon. And the Atlanta area. That's because that's where most of the people in the state live. And and I'm sorry, states tend to states tend to I mean uh, cities tend to vote blue um, but what okay what's, like even in Kentucky yeah Kentucky like, the entire he, now, Trump won Kentucky by a lot the entire state is red except for the two big cities mm-hmm. Louisville and Lexington mm-hmm. they're blue yeah well the rest of the state's fairly rural but um, but anyway uh, what, what's so crazy about Georgia is that that state should not be light pink it should definitely not be blue it should be super super red but stacy abrams who ran for the governor two years ago ran for the governor of florida and lost because brian kemp who was the secretary of what was he at the time secretary of something that oversaw elections was also running for governor does that not seem like a conflict of interest to you he was running in a race that he himself was overseeing. Yeah, that kind of seems a little conflict of interest He didn't there. step down from that. He stayed 
there the whole time he was running for governor. Stacey Abrams almost won. And the reason she didn't win is because he purged the voter rolls of black voters in these metropolitan areas in Georgia. He stole the election from Stacey Abrams. Well, she did not say, okay, fine, I'm going back home, whatever you want. She said, screw you. I'm taking the state. Oh, this is the rock star you were telling about this earlier. This is Stacey Abrams. She has spent the last two years signing up people to vote and going to these areas and getting them whipped up for whoever is running for president next against Donald Trump. We are going to take this state. We are going to take this country. We are going to flip this state because we need to. We need to stop disenfranchising black voters and we need and to get their voices heard. how many people did she get to register to vote? 800,000. 800,000. Her alone got 800, well, maybe not alone. She her got people. it started. She but, got but it started. she's the figurehead. She's the one who did it. Her and her peeps. <laughs> she, yeah, she ran the whole organization. Eight hundred thousand cool. people. Look, I'm getting chill. Look, I have I have goosebumps because she is such a rock star. She needs to be given whatever position she wants to be given in Biden's administration yeah. because she gets it done. But she's the reason that Biden is leading in Georgia by as much as he's leading because he shouldn't be anywhere close. And that, and, and the fact that he is is absolutely nuts. Um, Let's see. Uh, okay, so what were the other states that he... Okay, so Wisconsin and, and uh, Michigan, we know, went for Biden. They went for Biden late. Uh, Pennsylvania was called today. And, and see, like in Pennsylvania even, the whole freaking state is pink and red, except for four major areas. Allentown, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Erie. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody freaking lives. If you look at, look at the state of Georgia... Uh, not, oh, the state, not the state of Georgia. Look at the state of New York. Look at New York. Yeah, it's like dark red except for around Albany. Albany's kind of right in the middle. Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, New York City. Exactly. All blue. Exactly. New York is a red state outside of those cities. And people don't I mean, appreciate almost that. Even every state. People don't appreciate that. Okay. California is a red state Vermont outside of New, L.A. And, and Vermont and New New Hampshire are both pretty much all blue except for a couple little areas. Yeah. Uh, Look at California. Uh, the northern part of California is red around Redding. And the valley is red. Yeah, but Sacramento, San Fran, Fresno, L.A., San Diego. The cities. Okay, so... There was a article that I need to look back up and, and post it. I need to post it on, on the, uh, the Instagram or something. It was an article by a Cracked writer. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Cracked is. Uh, it used to be a, um, um, a publication kind of like Mad Magazine. Um, posted funny stuff and articles and you know stuff like that. And then it went online. And they always wrote these really cool, really in-depth, interesting articles. But they were written by comedians who kind of knew things. They were always very well cited. They were very well researched, and you could and they always cited their work, you know. So you could always follow these links to where they got their information from, and it was always like, um, why Barack Obama's favorite meal means that he's a Democrat. You, you know, it, just, it, it was it was always something weird, but it led to something really interesting. Okay. So one of the writers on there, I believe it was Rob Brockaway wrote an article about why cities vote blue. And it has to do with germ theory. People who live farther apart from each other find other people to be dirty and don't want anything to do with them. That tends to skew conservative because you are off to yourself. You stay by yourself. You're the kind of guy who hoards and preps for the zombie apocalypse. You stay in an insular family group. You don't get out much. And you're, you tend to be rural. And those type of people tend to be anti-vaccines, anti-flu shots, will pray it away kind of people. Tend to be. Not all of them are that way, but, but it tends to skew that way. 
People in cities who live on top of each other don't care as much about the person next to them because we're all sharing the same germs. They tend to be more pro-vaccination. They tend to share things more because they have to. They're sharing space. And so it makes you a little more willing to share with the person next to you because you're being forced into a, a, a centralized location. And that tends to skew more liberal because you are more open to new things. It also tends to skew a little more liberal because you get to see different cultures. Because when you're in these conservative insular groups, you don't see anybody but people who look like you. White people tend to stick with white people. Black people tend to stick with black people. Asians tend to stick with Asians. And you get into these little pockets of people that all look like you and talk like you and sound like you. And so that's how you think the world is. But you get into cities and you have Chinatown over here right next to the French Quarter, right next to the American Quarter, right next to all of these different things that expose you to different parts of the world and it causes you to be more open which is tends to be a more liberal mindset that's why t cities skew blue hmm. is because we are on top of each other and because we have to share space and it makes you more open-minded just got a tweet thing that was sent to me mm-hmm a GOP lawyer says to Donald Trump, quote, you have no case, so let it go. I think every court that Donald Trump is going to go into about this election is going to tell him the same thing. You want to know my favorite court case that has happened in the last few days? Is it the one about where they said they weren't allowed in there? Yes. And the judge, they got in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. uh, the judge asked the... Attorney for the GOP. The attorney for the GOP. Were there people representing the Donald Trump in that room? Watching the vote be counted. And his answer was? His answer was, there is a number that was not zero in that room. Sir, I am asking you... As a member of this bar and under oath, were there people representing the Donald Trump in that room? Yes. Then what's the problem? Why are we here? And he threw out the case he immediately. threw the case out. <laughs> he threw it out. That has been my favorite court case so far. Because he's like, what is your problem? And throws the case out. Yeah. That's almost a direct quote from the judge. That's what's going to happen. Of course, one of my favorite things I've seen on TV right now, and I want to find out who this reporter was. <laughs> and you already know where he's I'm a going. Local, he's a local reporter. He's a a lo local. I don't care. I'd like to find out who he is. He was one of those man-on-the-street kind of reporters. Find out who he is, track him down, find out his address, send him a postcard, a thank you, and a gift card to, to somewhere. <laughs> but he was doing this news thing, reporting man-on-the-ground like you were saying. And some guy came up behind him with his Trump 2020 mask on. His Trump shirt on. And said, hey. And the reporter kind of turned around and looks at him. He's like, what? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? And the guy's like, is this the real news or is this that fake news? <laughs> what did the reporter say? What did he say? And then the reporter just kind of looked at him and said, fuck off. And then turned back around and looked at the camera. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That, that was funny. We have all just kind of reached this point, I think, over the yeah. last four years where we're just we're just over it. Yeah. All of us people who did not support Donald Trump, we're, we're over it because we have been abused and used for the last four years. We've been told, fuck your feelings. We've been but I'm told, not going to get into it too bad like, because... Oh, we... Oh. I, I'm not going to oh. get into it too bad because... You can, you can say whatever you want to say. But... Look at what our new president-elect said. The people that voted the other way would need to stop looking at them as our enemy and because we are all fellow Americans. That's true. 
Yes. And that's the only way we're going to move forward. Tell them what happened on Facebook tonight. Okay, so uh, and I actually had a friend of mine that said, I'm stealing this verbatim. <laughs> but so, I made a post. I don't even know if I can find my post. You want me to find it? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll look for the post. You, you tell them what happened. But I, I, I made a post, and long post, story short, we're the, probably not going to be invited to family Thanksgivings and Christmases anymore on cricket side. <laughs> the post says, to some of you people that were wearing your Fuck Your Feelings shirts back in 2016, since it doesn't look like you'll be needing them anymore, can I borrow one? <laughs> now, you need to understand something about my family. My dad's a pastor. I've never talked about this on the podcast, but my dad is a pastor. He's very conservative. Uh, my family's very Christian. I was raised very sheltered. Very, very extremely sheltered. Um, I, one of these days, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Yep, I married the preacher's daughter. Yep, he married the preacher's daughter. So and It's true what they say. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go into that on the podcast, too, one day. But Vaughn and I, in January... We'll have been married 14 years. Yep. In 14 years of marriage, my dad has never commented, not one single time, on Vaughn's Facebook. Not once. But tonight, on the Fuck Your Feelings post, asking to borrow a t-shirt, he decides to jump in. And he says, you know what? He says, this is not becoming of a Christian. This is not becoming of a man. You need to shape up or shut up and take this post down. Yep. So Vaughn deleted the post. And blocked his ass. And blocked him. Because number one, my dad is not Vaughn's dad. And he has no right right. to tell him anything. No right to jump on his Facebook and tell him anything. Especially after the last four years. Yeah. Because they're the ones sending out emails and text messages from church-related stuff about... Praying for Trump. Not just praying for Trump. Not not saying, oh, pray for your leaders because we need to make sure that they get God's blessing and, and, and they're they're using the wisdom of God to make their decisions. No, no, no. Not like that. Saying, we need to pray for Trump because he's God's chosen one. And how and people are treating him badly. And people are treating him badly and we need to pray that they'll be struck down. Yeah. That is inappropriate from any church. Yep. Separation of church and state exists in both directions. Yes, it does. And if churches want to talk about politics, they can damn well pay taxes. Yep. All right? But anyway, that got deleted and put in block. And then shortly thereafter... Shortly thereafter, my sister, who has never once commented on anything of Vaughn's, says, also posts and says, hey, this is heartbreaking to me. You guys need to stop it. Why would you delete daddy's post? Why would you say things like this? You're being a bad, bad example, example to, to your, your children. And this is inappropriate, and you need to take it down. And I took it down. Yeah, her I post. I took her post down real quick. And blocked her. Yep. Because, number one, no, I'm not being a bad example to my children. I'm not raising them to be judgmental assholes. Yep. Because Jesus had a lot to say about judgmental assholes. Jesus had a lot well, to like say. Well, it's like her kid came up to me that day and just looked right at me and goes, God says you're not supposed to tattoo yourself. Mm-hmm. Right in front of his parents. And they just kind of looked at me. And then I looked at him, and I looked at them, and I looked back at him, and I was like, yeah, God also says that you are not to be the one to judging people either. Now, now didn't he? Exactly. And both his parents looked at me, and they could tell I was serious. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, like what you were saying, God didn't tell people not to be judgmental assholes, but... Well, I'm to the point now that I think we can say that to my family. But I am pretty sure that we are not going to be invited to Thanksgiving this year. I'm pretty sure that we're not going to be invited to Christmas this year. And it pisses me off. It's it's a relief off of me because for so long around them, I feel like I have been trying to walk on eggshells. Yeah. And I've been walking on eggshells during this whole campaign crap, even on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at all these people that I'm trying to walk on eggshells around, and I'm like... I'm trying not to offend? I was like, I don't care if I offend you anymore. Mm-hmm. If because you don't you... like me, you can hit that delete button and because that you... unfollow button just like I did. I don't care anymore. Because for the last four years... Trump supporters have definitely not worried about offending me. Mm-mm. Not at all. 
I, look, this is something that it's I, like. There's somebody on here already that's talking about. Oh, so where can where do we get those not my president shirts? Yeah, get them at the same place that we got ours. Yeah, it's fine. You can be that way. But I haven't talked a whole lot about what 2016 did to me. Um, I don't talk a lot about. Let's just say, long story short on that, you went down a spiral. Very dark road. In a dark road, dark, lonely road. But for once, that light at the end of the tunnel is not not a freight train coming right at us. Yeah. It ain't a trunk train no more. That sucker derailed. But I have been told over the last four (laughs) years, fuck your feelings, get over yourself, he's your president, deal with it. I have been told um, you need to pray for him because he's your president and God put him there. I have been told um, if you vote for the other guy, um, you're wrong. Um, you are potentially going to hell if you vote for the other guy because God forbid you vote for a, for a Democrat if you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. And over the last four years, see, and, that, and that's the thing. I don't want to get too deep into this. I've been a Christian since I was seven. I I went to the front of the church and got baptized when I was seven years old. And it took Trump getting into office and seeing what that did to the Christians who were around me and what that turned them into. My, My mother sheltered me my entire life. She worried about me. She wanted to make sure that the world didn't affect me and didn't take me away from God. And she raised me like that. But it wasn't the world that pushed me away from God. It was Christians over the last four years and how well, hateful it, they have acted. Well, wasn't it? Was Now, you have to correct me on this because I'm not 100% sure who it was. But I think it was Gandhi. Yes, Gandhi. You know where I'm going I know with you're this. Going with okay. This. When he said, somebody asked him about Jesus and God. He goes, yes. I like your God, and I, I like, like your, your Jesus. I like your Christ very much, but I don't like your Christians. Yeah. And that, that, that hit hard. Yeah. That hit real hard. Yeah. I, I, I do not believe that Christian means you have to vote a certain way. No. Um, I do not believe that Christian means you have to be a one-issue voter. Nobody's perfect. Nobody is going to be all of everything to, to everything. If you're a one-issue voter, you're doing it wrong because you're going to get a fascist um, like we got the last four years. There were a lot of Christians who voted for Trump because he came out there and paid lip service to being anti-abortion. There are enough people who have been in Trump's life for a long time who have come out and said that I believe it when they say he has paid his mistresses to have abortions. He is against abortion for you, not for him, which makes him pro-abortion. He's paying at the lip service to get the Christian vote. He is not anti-abortion. So if you're voting for him based on his lip service, you need to understand he is conning you. Mm -hmm. And you are not a good Christian because you are missing the forest for the trees. And the hatred that has been leveled at people who did not 100% support Trump from Christians over the last four years turned me off of being a Christian so much that I don't know if I can ever recover from it. We'll just have to see. And I apologize for getting real dark on this podcast. <laughs> Let's go to something lighter. You've got a bunch of something that's, that's written down here. What, what, well, what, we've gone over writing? almost all of that. We've already covered a lot of it. Um, oh, my own conspiracy theory I oh, have come up it. with. Let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. Okay. You, you know how there's internet trolls and there's... Oh, this is my favorite conspiracy theory. And then there's also... Um, like like in movies and video games and different things, people kind of throw stuff in there. Like Easter eggs and things. Like little Easter eggs... But some of them are not really Easter eggs. They're more or less like, more likely to just really kind of t- to kind of troll you. 
uh, like hiding something in there, like telling you this is one thing, but they're hiding something kind of underneath the, the surface. They know it's there. And if you know to look for it, you might know it's there. And you, you may never know it's there, but that person that put it there knows it's there, and it brings them great pleasure. Yeah. I was thinking about it today. <laughs> and what brought it up is somebody's post that said, the reason your, your uh, candidate is, is losing is because you didn't put enough flags on your truck. It's right. your fault. Blame yourself. <laughs> well, I started going through my posts, <laughs> and I was looking... <coughs> At all these pirate trucks with their flags. Trump train flags and trucks with flags all over them and everything, right? Right. Okay, so here's where it gets interesting to me. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a few questions. Sure. What is the primary color? Of course, we've already kind of talked about this with the way the states have been colored for Republicans. Red. And Democrats. Blue. Right, they're they're red and blue, right? So why? <laughs> so why is it? And I'm wanting to, you know, and this is my conspiracy theory. We're gonna go through. We're gonna start documenting that the person responsible <laughs> or that owns the company that makes all these Trump 2020 flags. I think he's my conspiracy. My conspiracy theory is he's a Democrat. <laughs> He's a hardcore Democrat, and he makes these flags for these people. Just to troll them. Just to troll them. And the reason I say that is because I want to, I would be willing to bet 90% of these Trump flags are blue. Yeah, the background is blue. They're blue with white letters, or they're, or they're white, white with, with blue, blue letters. letters. You don't hardly ever see a red flag. Like, when you're seeing, like, the ones where they're talking about that East Texas town, that all these flags were up in the, these trees. Right. Every picture you saw of these flags... They were blue. They're white flags with blue letters or blue flags with white letters. This is so beautiful. There's not very many Trump 2020 flags that were red. Because even when I was... I even watched the, like a 10-minute video of this 2,000-vehicle Trump train. Of course, they'd have had 2,001. That might have been what got it for them. But right. still... They, did, they didn't put but, enough flags on their truck. But these trucks went by. Now, granted, there were some red ones. Yeah. But not very many. Most of these flags for Trump, a Republican, were blue. <laughs> and I think the owner of that company is a Democratic troll. And I, th that that's my conspiracy theory for the day. I think it's right. <laughs> he is trolling the shit out of them and they don't even know it. What? Here's, here's a picture that I saw on Facebook that I want to know the answer to. So, when your candidate loses, when Trump is officially out of the White House... On January the 20th, 2021, you're going to leave your Trump flag up like you left your Confederate flag up, even though you lost? Is that what you're going to do? How long are we going to see these Trump flags up? Well, somebody, I don't know who it was, somebody said they had a neighbor already started taking, taking took theirs down. Oh, one thing I was going to talk about, too, when we were talking about the election, the things that could get in our way. Because right now, um, Trump is saying that he's going to challenge all this stuff in court. He's not going to get seven... States. states throw out it, that, that's it's a mathematical impossibility at this point for him to win the white house it's just not going to happen all right but there is one thing in our way on december the 12th all the states have to have their results certified and on december the 12th we elect electors from each of the states to go and vote on who the president is that's how the electoral college works right you can have a thing called a faithless elector, mm -hmm. which is somebody who, instead of voting for who the state voted for, votes for who they want to vote for. Yeah, they can still go up there and say, screw you, I'm voting this way. Exactly. Now, to my knowledge, that has not happened in the 250-year history of the United States. But this is 2020. But this is 2020, and nothing makes sense. I have heard talk that Trump is doing his best, him and his people, to, pressure, to these, pressure these electors and influence them to vote for him. Regardless. Regardless. But I think if that happens, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that every Democrat in the United States is going to march on Washington and will burn down the White House around Trump. <laughs> I mean, it... 
And I don't think, but and and he's he's also trying to drag out these court battles so that electors can't be chosen from these specific states because it's supposed to be four hundred and is it four hundred and thirty five electors? Because that's how many electoral votes there are in the electoral college. I think it's five hundred uh, four hundred thirty five. That's why you have to get two hundred seventy to win. Um, but he's trying to drag it out so that they don't get four hundred and thirty five electors elected to go to the Electoral College and vote in December. Um, if, but it, and what he's thinking is, you have to get a majority of 435 electoral, electoral votes in order to win the presidency. So if he drags this out and they don't have 435 electors, then Biden can't win on a technicality and he'll stay the president. But what he doesn't understand and the way I understand it is, it's not a majority of 435. Uh, this says there are currently 538, okay, 538 electors in the Electoral College, and an absolute majority of electoral votes is 270. Okay, so he's thinking you have to get a majority of the 538. But it's not. It's a majority of however many there are. So if they have fewer than 538 electors in the Electoral College, as long as Biden gets a majority of them, he's still president. Does that make sense? Yeah. But he's trying to drag it out in Pennsylvania so that they won't have time to appoint these electors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got a game plan. He's got a game plan, but... Because he can't lose graciously, just like everybody said that Hillary couldn't do, but she did. She lost very graciously, but she warned us about everything that she said during the debates that was going to happen during during a Trump uh, <coughs> during a uh, Trump presidency happened, and it was it's freaky because the woman was like freaking Nostradamus. We managed to spend the entire time talking about Trump and the election. And I know when we first started this, I said I was staying away from politics, but so but... much stuff has been happening. This is not a political... If this is your first time listening to this, and, and thank God you made it this far in this show, we are not a political podcast. No. We are just a fun podcast that talks about stuff like going to the deer stand and whatnot. <laughs> Speaking of the deer stand, I'll tell you that one of my buddies... Because, you know, a few weeks ago, I think we talked about me uh, kind of making a tumble. <laughs> kind of a tumble. You fell out of the deer stand. The deer stand collapsed and you fell. <laughs> one of my buddies asked me if I tried if I fell on a deer today. <laughs> So, no, I tried to dive onto one of them's back with my knife, but I missed. <laughs> They're like, oh, I bet you, bet Cricket had to revive you, huh? <laughs> just like, in, and then, of course, my little, one of my little smart-ass friends, he's like, just like in, just like in Warzone, always a little coming up short on that melee. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> All right, we're at a minute and three. You want to call it for a the minute? A minute and three? Yeah, I mean, an hour and three. Oh, I was going to say, man, we only talking for a minute and three know, seconds. Right? That's Dang. crazy, isn't it? What? I'm like all hot from the champagne. I drank a whole bottle of champagne. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, but it's it's a good day. Like I said, I'm still. This could still be screwed up for us. I won't believe it until the until the inauguration. Yeah. Well, I won't believe it until the day after the inauguration, when Trump is officially gone. Yeah. And he is in handcuffs because the state of New York is going to come after. Is going to come after him. I don't think he'll be there. I don't think he'll show up to the inauguration. I don't think... Oh, okay, so either Trump... Either he's going to step down and President Pence will pardon him for every federal crime and then he'll flee the country to a state to a country that doesn't have extradition treaties with the United States, like Russia. Because what, I mean, what did he say? He came out and said that one time and said, if I lose this, y'all may never see me again. Yeah. He knows he's got to run because the state, of, the state of New York is coming after him. Yeah. And his entire family because they're all a bunch of crooks. And I'm not saying that because I don't like them. I'm saying that because they're legitimately a bunch of crooks. Trump is in trouble for money laundering. Um, he's in trouble for tax evasion. Um, he's in trouble with the state of New York for um, a bunch of other financial crimes that they're coming after him for. Um, he is under audit with his taxes, so the IRS is coming after him. He's been laundering money. Well, okay, so the, the speculation is that he's been laundering money for the mob. Um, there is also a lot of speculation that he's laundering money for foreign entities through Deutsche Bank. And Deutsche Bank is already under subpoena for the state of New York. 
and they have receipts. We're just waiting until he's out of office because you can't indict a sitting president, according to precedent. So they're waiting. Why? It's 2020. Do whatever you want, right? Do whatever you want. So Trump has got this stuff coming down the pipe at him. As soon as he's out of office, the state of New York is coming after him because he's no longer a sitting president. As far as his entire family being crooked, I'm not just saying that because I think they're crooked. They literally got kicked off of a kid's cancer charity that they founded for stealing money from the charity. And none of the kids are allowed to be on the... uh, They're not allowed to run charities anymore. The state of New York forbade them from running charities because they were so crooked. Because they were taking money for themselves out of a kid's cancer charity. How disgusting do you have to be to steal from cancer kids? So, they're they're literally crooks. They have been found to be crooks in court. And it's going to be and uh Eric Trump is supposed to go in front of the state of New York. He's already defied a subpoena twice. Um he said he would show up after the election and has still not shown up yet. Um so I'm I'm interested to see is it is it is it Junior or is it the other one? The dumb one. Cuz one one of them is the cokehead and the other one's the dumb one. Eric Eric Junior, I mean, no, Eric is the dumb one. Don Junior is the is the cokehead, and I say that. Have you seen him on? Have you seen him on TV? Like when he's in interviews and stuff. Like he, when when he when they got the camera on him, but he's not speaking. Like his mouth won't stop moving, and his eyes are like all bugged out. He's 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 a straight up cokehead. Hmm. But he he would have gotten along really well in the eighties. So, okay, we're at um, an hour six. I think we've called it to the end. Um, I'm tired of talking about politics, and I'm going to be so glad when all this is over with because I may not talk about politics ever again. That's a lie. <laughs> I know Vaughn's. I know Vaughn's going to be tired about me. He's going. He's tired of me talking about Trump, and he's going to be so glad when I'm not when I don't have to talk about Trump anymore. It's going to be a good day, Tater. It's a very good day, Tater. You ready to call it? Let's call it. All right. This is Cricket signing off. See you next time. (laughs) We love you and there's nothing you can do about it.